0: Hey there, it's Coach Kim, and this is a Total Female Hockey Podcast, where we're going to help players, coaches, and teams take their game to the next level. Let's make some magic happen. Hey there, it's Coach Kim. Today we're going to talk about watching and learning from video. Everybody needs to watch a little more hockey. I remember even before I started playing the sport, I used to stay up, and watch full games. I used to watch highlights and this is before I even really knew how to skate and I think I learned a lot just from watching the best of the best play our sport. So today we're going to talk about what to watch, how to watch it, and who to watch. And really the main message here is you've got to watch with intention. So watching to watch is is great. You know your favorite team or your favorite player and just watching and kind of turning your brain off is fine. If you want to Use it as a method to get better. You want to watch with a little bit more of an intention. So a goal or something you're really focusing on in order to improve your game. So a couple different ways we can watch. You can watch the pros or the best of the best. So you can watch the World Junior Tournament. You can watch the NHL. If you're lucky enough, you can watch the PWHL inaugural games that are coming up soon. And watching the best of the best is great. The level of speed and physicality and skill is off the charts, especially when you get the chance to watch it live. So I'll give you some ideas on how to watch the game with a little bit more intention. One way to do it is to watch your favorite player and, or you can watch a player who plays the same position as you, or has the same style as you. So if you're a more of a power forward or more of a stay at home D pick a player who is similar to you and watch what they do and don't just watch what they do when they have the puck or when they're actively engaged in the play, watch what they do away from the puck. You can even watch them when they're on the bench and see how they're interacting with their teammates if you're at a live game. When you're watching these games, you're watching, say you're watching SportsCenter, you're watching highlights afterwards. Highlights are great. You get to see those awesome plays, those tic-tac-toes, someone pulls off a Michigan from behind the net. Highlights are awesome, but from a learning perspective you need to see what happened about 10 seconds before that highlight happened to really use it as a learning tool so you need to understand what led up to that highlight was it a defensive miscue was it a great offensive skill play or read that led up to the goal or or the highlight or the big save or the great one-on-one stop remember that hockey is a game of mistakes so it's never really a series of perfectly executed plays run by both teams. Someone falls over, someone misses a pass, you know, someone makes a great play to cut it off. There are hundreds of transitions from offense to defense and back in every single game, doesn't matter if it's minor hockey or pro hockey. And often the highlights are as a result of the teams or the players capitalizing off those transitions. So instead of just watching the highlights, it would be great to see the 10 seconds before it to see how the team that scored took advantage of the situation or the team that made the great play took advantage of the situation through great decision-making or quick execution. Think about how many times you've seen a, a team score a quick goal off transition immediately after their opponents had a great scoring chance at the, at the other end. So team A almost scores off the rush. And then immediately team B picks up that puck heads down to the other end of the ice and scores. It happens more than you think. And those end-to-end transition goals, you know, when you go from end-to-end there, it's taking like six to eight seconds to make that final goal in the back of the net. So that's why it's great to watch the 10 seconds before that final play to really see what happened and to use that as a, a learning tool. Other ideas for when you're watching the pros. One thing I used to do with, with my players is I would take clips of shootout moves. So often... You know, if you go on YouTube, you can find, you know, the, the shootouts from the night before in the NHL, and you can clip those out and take them to practice and show your players and try to replicate those moves. Now, some of them are going to be pretty advanced. Some of them might be really simple. Some might work, some might not work. So it, it opens, I think, the player's imagination to what's possible. And it's a great way to spend, you know, 10 minutes of practice. Hey, let's all try to do this particular move this player did in last night's shootout. So just a fun way to build skill and to have that learning uh, from what the best of the best are doing. One thing I used to do all the time as well as I would sometimes find teaching clips online. So coaches like me saying, hey, here's how to win more face-offs or, you know, someone who'd already broken down the video and created some highlights for me. So instead of me having to create it with clips on my own team, you might get a clip out there that's how to win more face-offs and it could be showing college hockey or pro hockey and then you just take that video and you send the link to your team and say hey watch this and pick out one or two things that really stood out to you and you can just send it to them over their phones or whatever you know sharing you're using with your team and, and have them interact with you and send you a message back and say, oh, I really like that one that they won on the backhand. Or, oh, that was really cool how they use their feet on that face-off. So now you know that the players are engaged in learning. And again, that clip might be a minute long, but it's a great way to plant some seeds uh, for what you want to do in the future and, and how that leads to better team play overall with just that little touch to the players on any given day. Now, if you can do it, an even better way to learn from video is to watch yourself. So watch your own team, uh, watch yourself as a player. You know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago when I was doing this, it was a lot harder to do, to get the video, to get someone to film it, to clip it out. You know, Now my daughter's U9 team has their games on YouTube and, and anybody could watch them, I guess, if, if they had the URL. So it's a great way to learn um, and it takes practice. So when you're watching yourself play, it's really hard the first time you watch to not get caught up in like, oh, is that how I skate? Oh, my ponytail looks weird. Or, oh, like that was a bad pass. Or, oh, my hair looks funny. You know, you've got to get beyond the surface stuff and be able to watch it uh, with a little bit more of a learning eye as opposed to a critical eye. And most of the players I've coached are visual learners, maybe not exclusively, but certainly if they can watch themselves or watch a video um, and be able to see it, done in the right way, that's going to be the easiest way to understand a system or a skill or a drill to be to have it be done in front of them live. Um, and a lot of players can't really understand what they did wrong or what they could do better or the great play they had unless they watch themselves do it. So they, they don't believe it until they see it. And I'm sure all of you have heard of visualization before, and it, it's a great impact on your sports performance. So it allows you to replay a certain skill or play over and over in your head. And if you think about, say, the example I used earlier of the shootout moves, could you visualize that shootout move over and over again in your head? Maybe do a little bit of movement with it as you see them going forehand to backhand. If you are able to visualize it 10 times, 20 times, 100 times in your head before you go and do it on the ice, it's gonna be way easier when you go do it on the ice. If you're just trying to learn a new skill, maybe a particular type of shot, particular type of movement for the goalies, you know, a particular type of pass, you can visualize that and actually physically try it off the ice before you ever get on the ice, and it can make a huge difference. I remember before my first Team Canada camp, my coaches gave me some feedback that I really needed to have a better wrist shot, and I could go practice it on the plastic ice down in the shooting room we didn't have access to a lot of ice because it was the spring at that time. So a lot of what I did was visualization. And I would do that and actually, you know, fake like I was doing a wrist shot just with my hands and my body. I didn't even have a stick. And I found it it really made it uh, that much more strong when I went to camp and I would visualize different situations or getting the puck off an east-west pass or a north-south pass or coming in off the rush and shooting in stride. Those things can help. And being able to have video of yourself doing those skills or making those plays can have a great impact in your overall learning as a player. So I'll share just a quick example with you. About 12, 15 years ago, one of the younger players on my team, I think it was U18AA, she made a great stick check in mid-ice, stole a puck, went down on a breakaway, made an amazing move, sniped it top corner and popped the goalie's water bottle off the net. We all love that highlight. And it was a pretty nice goal for a kid who I think only had one other goal that season, And we got it on tape and we watched it as a team, which was awesome as a tire pump uh, for that kid, obviously. Um, And I watched it even more as a coach because I was just so happy for her. And it was a great play uh, in terms of what she did without the puck defensively to get it back. And then obviously the offensive skill she showed when she had the puck. Uh, But I can guarantee you that player who scored it, you know, to have that video to be able to watch, you know, she, she can probably still watch it in her head 15 years later now. So... Some ways to incorporate video. I know not every team has a videographer or even a parent who's willing to film every game. So here's some thoughts on how you can do it. Uh, If you do have a parent, a friend, a professional who's able to film the whole game, certainly you can post it on YouTube. Maybe some players' parents will watch it. I think it's better if you're doing it interactively as a team to maybe get together and watch just one period together. So whether that's a 10-minute period, a 12, 15, 20-minute period, that's a lot of video. Um, and you can kind of stop it at key points along the way. So you don't really have to edit anything out. It would be great if, it, hey, we played a great first period against Team X. So we're going to watch that period. Or that third period was really back and forth, and we we snuck out with the win at the last minute. Let's watch that period. So try to pick out points that have highlights along the way, and then watch it as yourself uh, by yourself as a coach if you're doing this with your team, and you know, timestamp, just write down. Okay, at eleven, twelve, we made a great stick check, and that way you can kind of stop the video and say, hey, like, let's watch this little piece here a couple times. Um, and again, you can do that with the whole team you know, with your computer, or, you know, iPad or some device there. Uh, you can also do it, uh, you know, by posting through YouTube and asking them to watch it. I know some teams even do it through Zoom or uh, you can do it through a video call as well. So there's a bunch of different ways to do it where you don't actually have to be in the same room. And I like the Zoom version of it too because you can you can uh, then record your video session, which is good for learning because then some players might want to watch it again. So you can send them that, not just the game footage, but you doing the video session with the game footage so they can pick up and reinforce the key teaching points that you you caught uh, in that video session. So it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable to start if your players aren't really used to watching video, especially if you do it together as a group. So you kind of got to work your way through that. Uh, another way I like to do it, I call it the five minute drill. It's my favorite way to do video as a team, especially if we're all together. So pick an action packed five minute section of one of your games and then divide the team in half. So it doesn't matter how you divide them. Have half the team watch what we do well with the puck and have the other team watch what we do well without the puck. Keeping in mind, with and without the puck doesn't just mean offense and defense. So if we're just watching what we're doing well offensively, there's the people who are watching what the player with the puck is actually doing, and then there's the people watching what the you know four or five players without the puck are doing, if we include the goalie. So, Or you can just watch it, what we're doing great offensively and what we're doing great defensively. So now you're watching again with a little bit more intention. You're not just watching the five minutes going, hey, look, Sally made that cool play or, oh, what a great save. I mean, obviously you're going to say those things or think those things. But when you have a little bit of a goal in mind in the way that you're watching it, it, it allows you to think about the game a little bit differently. And it allows the coaches to pull out from their players and to ask questions. And to really test what the players know. I think you'll be really su- surprised sometimes by what your teammates or what your players know when you ask them, hey, pick out three things we did really well with the puck in this five-minute sequence. You know, they might even pick some things you didn't even think of. And I think that's a great way to build hockey IQ, to teach hockey IQ, to foster it within a team setting. So have players kind of take notes on their phone or in their heads and then share those positives afterwards. And it's a great tire pump for the entire team. Someone's going to say something great about the goalie, about a defensive play by the Ds, something great about the forwards. You're going to get it all mixed together. And I think that's a a really great way to do it because you're all watching it live together. And it's not the coach telling them what the highlights are. It's the players telling the coach what the highlights are. And I, I think it resonates a little bit differently if it's your teammate saying it for you as opposed to the coach saying it for you. Now, again, you can take another five minutes, the same five minutes, and a slightly more advanced way of doing it would be to say, find three examples of where we showed great poise with the puck, right? So where did we make really great decisions under pressure? Um, Or you can say, give me three examples where changing the pace of the game, so either speeding it up or slowing it down, maybe would have led to better scoring chances or offensive opportunities. Those might be cues or questions you ask, for more experienced players, players who've been doing video longer, maybe older players. Um, but again, it's a way to change the intention in the way we watch the game and to really pick up things that you're trying to highlight as a coach or as a team in your style of play and watch you know, and celebrate those things that are, that are going great. Now, if you're a little bit more technically advanced, you could clip out specific plays right? You could take out the power plays, the face-offs. You know, if you have a parent filming who's maybe doesn't want to film the whole game, you could just say, hey, can you just film on your phone just when we get a power play or a penalty kill? Film three of those or film all the face-offs in our own zone or all our offensive zone face-offs. And then what's neat about that is you kind of get the clips are just sort of built in, right? Each face-off, you're going to play maybe the five or six seconds after the face-off. And those are great teaching clips. And because they'll stop and start the video with each one of those face-offs or special teams or at each whistle, you're gonna have it already clipped out for you. So you don't have to go and search for it, which is kind of nice. Cause as coaches, we just don't have a ton of time. Um, but again, keep those video sessions. If you're gonna do a special team session after you get those clips from the parent, keep it short, five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, a 90 minute video session is way too long for anybody to, to uh, digest. And so, you know, five to 10 minutes working specifically on special teams, you know, where you get to clip out um, five really great highlights and talk about it with the group, you know, that's a really great way to do it. And and it doesn't require a full-time videographer and it doesn't require you as a coach to have amazing video editing skills. The key for coaches especially is keep it short and sweet and catch them being good. It's so easy when we do video to pick out all the bad stuff. I've watched so much video in my life where you can, I'm sure my kids or my husband are in the background wondering, they must know I'm watching video because they can hear me talking to the screen. Like, oh man, look at that pass. Or, oh, I can't believe we didn't make that clear there or whatever it is, I'm talking to the video on the screen. But coaches, catch them being good. Pick a theme for your video session. So, hey, today we're gonna talk about great passes or an awesome forecheck or great puck decisions. And just make sure if you do want to highlight a couple negatives or areas for improvement, make sure you have way more positives than you do those areas of improvement. It's okay to pick out areas we need to get better on, especially if they're key to you guys winning or losing games. Just don't single players out on the negatives. It's hard because if you say, hey, on this face-off we forgot to pick up sticks, there's only five kids on the ice plus the goalie, so obviously it's one of those five kids who forgot to pick up sticks. Uh, but certainly you don't need to point out that Sally forgot to pick up the stick there. Uh, and you talk about it in more of a team responsibilities, uh, side and says, as opposed to an individual player, you can absolutely make video sessions out of in, like entirely highlight reels. I remember even when I was in college, which was many, many years ago, our coaches made highlight reel videos and, and as we went on week to week and month to month through the season, they just kept adding clips. So it was kind of like, you know, a full season highlight reel. We had the highlights from the first game all the way to our championships games at the end. Uh, that was a really cool way to do it. Uh, it was just kind of additive over the course of the season. And I've definitely done that with teams in the past where I pick out, you know, our greatest hits uh, as we go through. You're not going to have one every game. And then by the end of the season, you might have 30 or 40 clips. It's pretty cool to watch as a team, especially put music to it. So that's another way to do it as coaches. Again, it requires some video editing, but you can absolutely make highlight reel tapes from a game or series of games or tournament. And again, have those clips, those highlight reels. You know, If you wanna mix in a little bit of the critical, just make sure you have more of those highlight reels to offset it. Um, And I have to admit, I don't really use a lot of negative video anymore. I did when I first started coaching I don't know, maybe I was just more stressed out about winning the games or thought, you know, I could, you know, really key in on something on the video when I might be a little bit more critical of of players or the group. Now it's almost entirely positive. I want to catch them being good. So just remember, like whether it's in a video session or it's on the bench, you want to praise publicly and criticize privately. So if a player's doing something great while she's on the ice, tell the whole bench, hey, look at us there with a great stick. Tell that player when she comes off. If it's something more critical, don't yell it out while the players are screwing it up on the ice. They can't hear you anyways. They can't change it. They already made the mistake. And don't single out Sally when she gets back to the bench and tell her how bad she is. She just did it. She already knows. Right? So praise publicly, criticize privately, catch on being good. And like I said, you can find something positive in almost every clip. You know, even when the team isn't performing well, you've been stuck in your own zone for a minute um, or two find something positive. It's there. You know, sometimes it's the other team doing something great, but there's something positive in every clip. You don't need to go down the negative rabbit hole and just pick apart, you know, little details or big mistakes and just have a whole video session on that. That's not useful. It's going to have the players, you know, confidence go way down and and it's not productive in terms of making your team better. You can use the other team to teach as well. I mean, if you think about if you showed five minutes of a NHL clip or a PWHL clip or college game, you'd have two teams to work from. Now you don't necessarily want to like be pulling out highlight reels of what the other team is doing, but you might find one or two things that you want to highlight, um, and it's okay to to show that from another team. It's certainly uh, better mentally to show a highlight from the other team than something negative from your own team. So you know, feel free. You kind of have two games to break down in one as opposed to just what your team is doing on the footage. If you want to get really fancy, you can do video sessions by position. I've definitely done that before. So, you know, I don't really do a lot of goalie whispering, but I could clip out some things for the goalies or have our goalie coach clip out great points to show. You can do it with the D's. You can do it with the forwards. You know, I've even done it when I had more free time on my hands, I guess, or maybe when I was coaching at a higher level, I do video by line or by D pair or even individual player. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of video editing skill, takes a lot of effort to then find the player and, and do that session, though again, you can do a lot of that online. Um, but you gotta be you know, in charge of and excited about editing video in order to do that. Um, so like I said, watch games, watch with intention, whether it's watching the pros or the best players in the world, or it's watching your own team, or just watching what you see at the rink. Don't just watch to watch. I mean, that's fine, and it's great to be a fan. But watch with intention. Watch by position. Watch by style of play. Watch by what they're doing well with the puck. Watch a lot of what they're doing without the puck. In any given game, you've only got the puck on your stick as an individual player two to three percent of the time. So the other 98, 97 percent of the time, you don't have the little black thing. So what are you doing to increase your team's chances of success when you don't have the puck? And by watching on video, whether you're, again, you're watching the game live or you're watching it on TV um, or you're just watching it, you know, on the internet afterwards, you can stop and start when you watch those, you know, YouTube highlights or those YouTube games and really see, oh, how did that game... that play develop or oh I want to see that pass again or what decision did they make there on the power play that led to that goal I know that sounds like more what coaches would do but I think increasingly players need to watch the game in that way and I think you can start really young you wouldn't necessarily expect a U9 player to watch with a super critical eye but those things are taught just in the same way we teach skating and shooting and stick handling so video is something it's an incredibly valuable tool you know with these smartphones in our hands now there's so easy to use. Just send your team a quick, you know, 10 second clip. Hey, check out this really great backhand pass that I saw in the game last night. Those again, add those little touches in to your players, get them thinking about their game, thinking about skill, thinking about execution, thinking about team. And you know, at this point in the season, you know, those little sprinklings of video can be really, really powerful in terms of your player's individual performance and your team's performance overall. So use more video, watch more games, whether it's your own game or the best of the best. Uh, Use it as a way to learn. Use it as a way to get better and take your game to the next level. Thanks for listening. Uh, If you haven't yet, give us a a rating on whatever podcast streaming system you're using here. Um, And feel free, if you have other ideas of things you want to hear on our podcast, uh, just send me a message and I'd be happy to uh, chat about it in a future session. So keep working hard, dreaming big, and watch more video.